Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results, as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome to Outbound Metrics. Milan Gol is the co-founder and CEO of Grow Smartly. Grow Smartly helps direct-to-consumer brands sell their products on Amazon. Milan, it's a pleasure to have you on. Are you ready to dive in? Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Awesome. I just want to do a quick recap of the past 10 years. I see here, 2012, you graduated high school, 2015 to 2016, generated over uh, $125,000 with eBay drop shipping, made 50, in uh, 2016 to 2017, that next year, did 15K with their own private label wallet brand on Amazon. 2017, launched a matcha tea brand on Amazon UK. 2017, 2019, you finished first and second year of college, 2018 to 2020. That's when you launched Grow Smartly, the brand we're gonna talk about today. Worked with over 50 e-commerce and Amazon FBA brands. 2020, launched your own digital course. And 2021, you're working with Alpha Green Group, launching direct consumer brands and buying Amazon FBA brands. So it looks like you've been pretty busy the past 10 years. Just real quick before we go into Grow Smartly, what, what drew you to Amazon in the very beginning? Yeah, man, it's been, it's, been a, it's been a crazy journey. I mean, to be honest with you, when I started dropshipping on eBay, Back in 2015, I was basically dropshipping like high, high-priced items from the UK, from a UK manufacturer to my eBay account. We did around 100k in revenue, so like around 150 thousand dollars. And basically, what happened was my supplier started doing some really shady stuff, like sending products without like parts, without with parts missing, boxes missing, and the whole thing just like got destroyed. My, my eBay account got banned. My business just got ruined. So I was sitting there for, for a few months. I was like, what am I going to do here? Uh, and then I just go- started Googling. I'm like, where else, can I, where else can I start dropshipping products? And that's when I discovered Amazon. So I discovered Amazon back in 2016. And the thing that drew me to Amazon was really the fact that it was like so much easier than eBay to operate, to sell, 
And it had like 100x more customers on Amazon. So I instantly knew that Amazon was a place to be even six years ago. Cool. And let's see, launching Grow Smartly, what kind of drove your interest in that? Yeah, so before I launched Grow Smartly, I actually had a lot of my friends running social media marketing agencies. So back in 2017, 2018, a lot of my closest friends were making 20, 30, 40, 50K a month with their social media marketing agencies. And I was like, hang on a second. I know how to sell stuff online. Why don't I start a social media marketing agency? So I basically met up with a friend of mine who was basically my co-founder at the time. And I said to him, hey man, look, you know how to do Facebook ads. I know how to sell products on Amazon and I know how to acquire clients and do sales. Why don't we basically uh, team up and start an agency? So we started Grow Smartly at the end of 2018. So at the beginning of 2019, I took a year off college. I started the agency and really my goal was to, you know, make 20, 30K a month with this agency and use that money to build other businesses. I mean, that was the vision that I had. Uh, at the beginning, it was really tough. My co-founder, I basically had to fire him because he just wasn't, you know, putting in the work that 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 was required to build a successful agency. Obviously, we're still friends and we're still in touch, but that was basically the vision. I mean, again, I saw a lot of my friends doing it, so I thought I could do it as well. And what would what did you find was most effective at getting clients for the agency? Like, what are the top three things, three channels were most effective for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, let me go back a little bit. So when I started the agency at the end of 2018, so you got to think about it like this, right? Back in the day, Ty Lopez, Iman Gadzi, and all of these big hitters in the agency space were promoting cold calling, were promoting cold emailing, were promoting DMing businesses on Instagram and Facebook. And that's what we did. I remember sitting down for five hours a day, cold calling dentists, doctors, restaurants, surgeons, like 50 or 100 businesses a day. And I was getting nothing. And when I was getting meetings with these businesses, they were like, social media marketing? What's social media marketing? I don't know what social media marketing is. And they were like, "Uh, okay, how much do you charge? And you'd be like, 2K. And they're like, what? I don't want to pay you 2K. I can pay my cousin or my nephew $500 and they can do it for me. So at the beginning, it was really, really tough, man, because... I was cold calling businesses that didn't know me, that didn't need my services, that don't have the budget. And primarily, these local businesses didn't need social media marketing, okay? Did that for about a year. I was making around 2K a month. It was a pain. It was like really painful. And then I switched to Upwork.com. The reason I switched to Upwork.com is because my friends, the guys that were running successful agencies back in 2016, 17, 18, uh, were using Upwork.com to land all of their social media marketing clients. So I started using Upwork.com. And again, at the beginning, it was really tough. And that's because Upwork, when you're brand new, you have no reviews. You have no presence. No one really knows you. You don't show up in the in the ranking on Upwork. For the first six months, it was really tough. And then I started getting a lot of sales calls. And very quickly, we started hitting 10, 12K a month just using Upwork. I stopped using all other outreach methods. Uh, and that was from around 20, end of, like middle of 2019 till the middle of 2020. So my main outreach method for about a year and a half was just Upwork.com. Cold calling, you were getting nowhere. The market, the people you were speaking with, having meetings with, they did not know you. And even more importantly, they didn't understand social media marketing, didn't see the value in it. Hey, my daughter, my, my nephew, 
They can do this. They're on social media all the time. Why would I give you money for this? Got it. Makes total sense coming from a local business. Moving to Upworks, you're essentially going to a platform where people are putting in requests for work. Can you write this article for me? Can you make this video for me? Can you help me with Amazon? Right, You're going in and you're already going to a place where people are looking for that type of work. You mentioned the first part that reviews are very tough. You needed to get your reviews up so that you would appear in the rankings. What were some things you did to grow your reviews on your profile? Yeah, that's a really good question. Upwork is a two-sided platform, just like any other platform, just like eBay, just like Amazon. It's a review-based platform, and people with the most amount of reviews go to the top, and people with no reviews go to the bottom. One of the things that I did that got me reviews really, really fast was just like applying to really small jobs and bidding super low. And then I was able to acquire those little reviews, the $100 review, $200 review, $300 review. That was That is something that I did that got me reviews really, really fast. And that's something that people can do and get reviews really fast. But the most effective way to get reviews, like really big reviews on your freelancer account on Upwork, is to basically get your clients outside of Upwork to pay you on Upwork. And that basically entails you telling them, hey, can you can you hire me on Upwork? I'll give you a 10% discount. And then after uh, you hire me for a month, leave me a good review. That's something that I did with three of my three or four of my clients. And that was something that basically grew my account really, really fast. Nice. And what types of jobs were these? Like a few examples of the jobs that you were bidding on? At the beginning, when I started using Upwork, again, I was just trying to go after the same thing that all other agencies were going after, which was Facebook ads, social media marketing, all this kind of stuff. And the problem with those services is that it's super, super saturated. If you're running an agency in 2022, Trust me, you don't want to be offering every, it's the same thing that everyone else is offering. So that was the mistake that I did at the beginning. So I was applying to Facebook ads jobs, social media marketing jobs. But then I niched down and my niche was always Amazon FBA services. Then I just started applying to Amazon FBA services. For example, people are looking for, an, for a listing to be optimized on Amazon. That's like a $100 job. I would apply to those or like SEO optimization on Amazon or uh, some PPC analysis Anything that's like a really, really small task that can be done within a day or two, apply to those, get reviews really, really fast. And then over time, once you have, let's say, 5, 10K earned on your profile, then you can go for the bigger clients that are going to pay you that 3K a month retainer or the 4K a month retainer. Gotcha. And what were those types of jobs? Those kind of jobs are basically uh, what I'm doing right now, which is like, helping DTC brands automate their entire Amazon sales channel for them. You see, as a DTC brand, as an e-commerce brand, if you're an operator and you're running a big DTC brand, let's say you're making a million a year, you're really busy. You have no time. You're making 100 creators a day. You're managing media buyers. You have no real time to manage an entire new sales channel. These kind of guys, these DTC brand operators would post a job saying, hey, I need an agency to help me sell on Amazon, or I need an agency to help me set up Amazon, or I need an agency to help manage my PPC on Amazon. Those were like the big hitter jobs that that I was doing back in 2020 uh, on Upwork. Got it. You're managing their Amazon presence for them. Exactly. It's been crazy because the market for me has grown so much uh, since like Facebook with the iOS update and all these issues with direct to consumer advertising channels that has happened in the last, let's say, five years. 
has basically helped me because all of these DTC brands now want to go on Amazon. And that's why you know, it's been really good for me. Very cool. I want to go into the like the, the nuts and bolts of, of how this works for applying the jobs, everything from like how you set up your profile to like, we, we went over the types of jobs that you look for, but kind of the, the how you apply to them, the copy, the proposal, I'd like to go into that. Starting with the profile, how do you construct your profile? And what's the best way to construct a profile? Yeah, the best way to construct a profile is to think about it like a sales page. Think about it as a long form, direct marketing sales page. And that's the way that I optimize my profiles and my students' profiles and my friends' profiles, etc. Uh, essentially, what it comes down to really is, uh, you know, building up your, like having a really cool, catchy title that's going to grab their attention, that's going to get them out of the haze or like the days that they're in on, on looking at all the other profiles on Upwork. Because you got to remember, you're competing with hundreds of other people from India, from Pakistan, who are charging a tenth of what you're charging from the UK or from the US. So initially, it's having a really, really punchy title and, and intro that's going to get their attention. After you get their attention, it really comes down to uh, keeping that attention by describing to them exactly what they're looking for. And this is why it's super, super important to know your customer avatar. I know my customer avatar. My customer avatar are struggling DTC brands who are now struggling to make money on Facebook and Google. I know how to speak to them. Understand your customer avatar and keep their attention in, the, in that little middle part of your profile. And then you, you want to add some case studies and some results and some numbers and some actual brands that you've worked with. To finish that up, you just need a really, really powerful call to action. Look, in 2022, everybody's running an agency. And the same goes for Upwork, by the way. So if you really want to stand out, you need a really good call to action. Your call to action is essentially your offer. Your irresistible offer needs to be at the bottom of your profile, which is going to be your call to action. For example, for me, my call to action at the bottom of my profile on Upwork, which is my irresistible offer, is if, if you're a DTC brand and you're considering Amazon, but you're not sure, uh, we would love to offer you a free Amazon audit, which would basically entail, which would basically show you and highlight the potential investments, the potential revenues, the potential sales. And I'll do it for you completely for free. That's the kind of structure that I like to have. And I think that has been very effective for me so far. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Grabbing their attention with a great headline, talking about their problem in that intro bringing in a case study or multiple case studies to show proof, social proof, um, that you can get results, and then coming in with that irresistible offer, that call to action that yes. makes it easy to work with you. Wanted yes. to touch on that really quick, that audit. How long does it take you to do that? And like, what do you need from them to do it? Like, What does that kind of look like? Yeah, obviously we have team members, right? We have guys that can create these audits in about two to three hours. And all it requires from them is to fill out a questionnaire we just send them a questionnaire link, a Calendly link. They complete this Calendly link. They send it to us. And then my team basically spends a few hours and creates it for them. And we never send it to them, by the way. We always present it to them on a call. And the true beauty of this is that then we're able to get actual sales calls with brands that are highly qualified because we don't conduct the audit for brands that are not qualified. You send them the questionnaire when you're on the call with them. You go through the questionnaire with them. Is that right? Or you say you send it beforehand? 
No, uh, we, it's in, it's in the we send it to them within the proposal, and it's also within the profile on Upwork. But we only present the findings on a sales call. Got it. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But then it turns out to be an actual sales call rather than a free offer for them because you don't want to give people free things, right? It doesn't work like that. You can't build a business like that. But you're giving them a lot of value up front, and then on the sales call, you're pitching your services to them as well. Right. You're basically showing them in that questionnaire, here's the type of results that I can get from you. Or using using the results from that questionnaire to build out like essentially what you're going to sell them if they're a good fit for it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Super cool. Or did I get it right or no? I pretty much get the gist of it. Yeah. The only part that you didn't get right was like what we can do for them. It's not really like what we can do for them, it's what potential they have on Amazon. We're, we act like a third party. Let's say we don't even exist in this equation. It's like, hey, Mr. Client, what would your brand do if you sold it on Amazon today? Like, what's your market conditions today on Amazon? Then after that, we pitch them our services. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I guess that, that's a good lead into the proposal that you send. Right, the proposal that you're sending. We talked about the profile. We talked about like the, the call to action and the offer that you kind of send them to generate the sales call. But what is the rest of that? What does the proposal look like that you send out to them? The proposal, to be honest with you, is just a variation of the profile. The only thing you have to change with the pro uh, with the proposal, and this is like a secret hack that I was taught by the guys that I was being mentored by my friends. What you do. And again, I only teach this in my program, right? I never really share this offline. Sorry, like on other platforms. But essentially, what you want to do is send a variation of your profile and in there, attach a very, very short Loom video. The thing is, this makes you stand out immediately. No one sends a Loom video in their proposals. 99% of people on Upwork, as in freelancers, apply to these jobs by just copying and pasting the cover letter. We don't do that. You shouldn't do that. You should create a proposal template that you always use, but then you should always make a brand new Loom video that's around 30 to 60 seconds long. That basically you're screen sharing and saying, hey, Mr. Client, I understand what you're looking for. Please click the link in my proposal and book that free offer or that free audit or that free consultation. That way you will get a lot more replies. But the actual proposal, honestly, just is, is just a variation of your profile. It doesn't have to be anything special. Okay, so are you you're putting in that link to that Loom video at the bottom by your your call to action? You're putting it you're putting it at the top, straight Very at the top. top, right? You always refresh it. You always so the proposal template you just have to make it once, but then all you have to do is for each job that you apply to, you make a thirty to sixty second Loom video that is screen sharing that job post, and then always change the title of your proposal, like hey. I understand that you're looking for X, Y, Z, and I can help you with that. In fact, look below. I created a a loop video for you. That's the way that I structure it. Got it. And then that thirty to sixty seconds, you're screen sharing the job post. Any other like big things going into that? Big themes with that loom video? Yes. Yeah, so so you most, can really play yeah. around. with that loom video. You can play around with that. Like always, split test the loom videos. I've seen people. Because what I do, by the way, to find out what the most successful people on Upwork are doing, I just post a job looking for agencies and then I see what agencies are doing. When I started doing this, what I realized is that some people are sending a one minute loom video. Some people are sending a 10 minute loom video describing their entire strategy on how they can grow your brand. 
you can play around with that. I always just do a one minute new video, but you can really play around with that as you as you wish. Okay. Cool. What's what's the most successful loom video you sent before? Like that would be the one minute loom video, which is like, hey, which is like screen sharing the job post saying, hey, Mr. Client, I know you're looking for X, Y, Z. I can help you with X, Y, Z. Go ahead and click that link to book your free uh, free audit or free offer or whatever your irresistible offer is going to be. Got it. Just direct straight to the point, leading them to that next step, which is clicking that link to do. Absolutely. Because this is the thing. Because this is the thing. You're already different because no one is sending a Loom video. Because, because the thing is with Upwork, and the reason that I started disliking it a lot in 2022 is that 99% of people that you're competing with are from India and Pakistan and Thailand. And these guys are charging $5 an hour, where an agency in the US is charging $100 an hour. The clients are like, what is going on here? Why is this guy charging me $5 for the same thing? You got to stand out. You really have to stand out. Uh, and that's why we send the Loom video. Gotcha. You have to separate yourself from everybody else in the field. And you do that through your video. Exactly. Yes. That's the primary way that I do it. And, and a strong profile, a strong offer, right? All that as well. The most important thing I would say in that whole equation <clears throat> is your irresistible offer, right? I read this book this like six months ago called the book is called 100 million offers by Alex Hemozzi or, or I can't pronounce his last name. But basically, this dude has a great book on how you create irresistible offers. Look, for all agency owners listening right now, if you don't have a irresistible offer, you're going to struggle. You still get clients and you still make money. But even on Upwork, you need to have an amazing irresistible offer that people cannot say no to. It's impossible for my clients that I reach out to right now for them to say no to my offer because it's so unique and it's so irresistible. So spend a few weeks on your irresistible offer. Don't do anything else before that. And then your outreach will be really easy compared to everyone else. All right, so I'm going to ask next, what's that offer? We got to know that. So, so we, okay, so we had one offer for about, by the way, I started this whole offer thing in 2022. Before that, I was just like typical agency outreach and like Upwork and all this kind of stuff. For the last two months, we were testing out this offer and it was basically called DTC to DTA uh, free audit. DTC being direct to consumer, DTA being direct to Amazon, free audit. And we actually run a webinar to this as well, a webinar funnel. And it was really, really successful in the sense that we had a lot of sales calls with brands making a lot of money. The reason we stopped running it is because the sales cycle was extremely long. We would have like five calls with brands and then they would go back and forth and all this stuff. And I was like, let's scrap this offer. The new offer that we have, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the same customer avatar, but it's like, hey, we will offer you a free PPC audit of your Amazon performance right now. And then if we work together, we will guarantee to beat your current ACoS and generate more sales in three months. If we don't, we will work for you for free until we do. You're basically guaranteeing them they're going to make money or else they don't have to pay. Yeah, so this is the thing, right? This is the thing. The reason I'm so confident about that is because 99% of these DTC brands that have an Amazon sales channel, they don't do anything. They just stick their listings on Amazon and expect to make money. You can't do that. I know that there's a low-hanging fruit in there that these $10 million or $5 million DTC brands listing their products on Amazon thinking that they don't need anyone to manage it. That's why their PPC results are really bad. 
because they don't have a person managing it. When we go to them and say, hey, if we don't beat your PPC results in three months time, guess what? We'll work for you for free until we do. But it's very, very possible for our team to be able to beat that PPC, to beat those PPC results. Got it. Want to go into results for this final part. Starting with Upwork, do you have, or what are some high-level metrics that you track? And even if you don't track, like, what would you say, like, ballpark estimate for metrics when it comes to, like, how many proposals you send out, how many calls you generate, that sort of thing? Yeah, so that's a great question. Proposal reply rate is a good metric to track. You, as a brand new agency, if you jump on there right now, you could probably get a two to five percent reply rate on your proposal on the proposal send. We get around a ten to fifteen percent reply rate today. That's because I've been on the platform for like three and a half years. I that's basically my conversion rate on the proposal reply rate. In terms of sales calls, we get around ten sales calls a week on Upwork. Sometimes it's a lot less than that because Upwork recently has been pretty bad. There has been a lot of like spammy job posts and stuff like that. But we usually get around 10 sales calls. Um, I would say only half of them are like really, really qualified in the sense that they can buy our services. These are the metrics that I look at, to be honest. I mean, those are like the most important metrics that, that I look at when it comes to Upwork. Okay, 10 to 15% reply rate. Out of those people who reply, how many jump on the phone? Or what percentage of them get on the phone with you? I would say, out of the ones that reply, I would say 60 to 80% of the people that reply actually end up on a call. And the trick there is to reply to them and get them on a sales call ASAP. Within the minute, within the minute that they reply to your job post, reply to them, get them on the call ASAP. Because Upwork is a very fickle platform full of fickle people. They have, it's like <laughs> yeah. TikTok, right? You have people on TikTok just going over like this, like crazy, like swiping video, 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 video. It's like a consumption society, right? It's the same thing. There's no difference between a DTC brand owner that's making 10 million a year to a person that's on TikTok scrolling. They're still human beings. You have to just get their attention and get them on the call as soon as possible. But I would say... On average, it's around 60 to 80% of those people that, that actually jump on a call after they reply. Do you notice the same thing with the age of a job? Like, do you try to... Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes, exactly, exactly. We, we only apply to jobs, by the way, that were posted at the latest three days ago. Anything that was posted after three days ago, we don't apply to them because they're not going to get back to you. They've come, they've gone... They're not coming back to Upwork. Gotcha. Yeah, got to get them while they're hot. Very cool. And your paid offer, what's the price of your paid offer? And like how many people out of those half, the 10 sales calls a week, half are qualified that you talk to? So five. How many end up buying the offer? What's the paid offer? We used to have, uh, we used to have two paid offers. We used to have the DTC to DTA offer, which was a 5,000 pound setup fee. After the £5,000 setup fee, it would be around two to 3K management fee, 5K to help them set up on Amazon. And then after the 5K, after the setup fee, there was usually a two to 3K uh, management fee, as well as 5% of revenue generated on Amazon. 
That was the offer that we used to have. And now what we have is a PPC management offer only. And for this offer, we have a 799 PPC setup fee on Amazon. And then after that, it's just charging a percentage of ad spend on Amazon. And that's it, that we don't charge anything else. Got it. You still charge that 5% on ad spend? No, because it's it's more PPC based. This is what I realized, right? This is why I changed up my offer. What we realized is that the initial offer, which is helping DTC brands start from zero on Amazon, was an extremely hard offer. It was like, oh my God, it's like pitching someone a new business idea. It was a lot of moving parts. I was like, you know what? Forget this. Let's just do PPC only. Now we just work with brands that are already on Amazon and we have this offer to them, which is 699 or 799 setup fee. And then after that, it's a percentage of, of ad spend. Gotcha. How do you determine that percentage of ad spend? Like what that is? It's like, what do you mean? How do we determine it? Like that percentage of ad spend, like what percentage of ad, ad spend is that roughly or on average? It's either, uh, if they're spending up to 20K on ads on Amazon, we charge around 10% of that, uh, of ad spend for our fee. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Very cool. What is something, anything we didn't touch on that people should keep in mind when they're prospecting on Upwork that we didn't cover? This is what I would say to your audience, man. I think we did this interview, I think, at the wrong time, right? Let me be totally upfront. Upwork is declining, right? If you're an agency owner, the golden era of Upwork, in the same way the golden era of e-com or D2C was back in 20, like the golden age of Facebook ads and e-com was back in 2014, 2016. The golden age of Upwork is it was in 2017 to 2021, 2020 even. I don't have much else to say on Upwork, but what I would say is you got to really hone in on your, on your customer avatar. After you hone in on your customer avatar and who exactly it is that you're selling to, then you want to create that perfect offer to that exact customer avatar. And then once you do those things, everything becomes easy. You know exactly where to do your acquisition, uh, where, where to do your outreach. And a lot of our clients right now is coming from LinkedIn, actually. So for the last four months, uh, we've been doing really, really well on LinkedIn. And it really comes down to understanding your customer, where they're hanging out, who they are, and, and creating that irresistible offer and talk and laser focusing on that, on that customer avatar. And you can apply those same principles to uh, Upwork as well. That's one other thing that I would say. All right. Wise words. Milan Goal. Check him out at growsmartly.co.uk. That's growsmartly.co.uk. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. Thank you for having me on. I checked out your podcast. You had a lot of really big hitters on here. A lot of the guys <laughs> actually follow them. Thank Very you for having, for having me on. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. You have a good one. Cheers, brother. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening.